Oh, that's Preston's house? Yep. No way. You'll have to pop in here sometime. Okay. So I'm He's assuming you've watched. Bed, oh so. my god. <laughs> Dude, what time is it there? 213? 213 is 313 here. And he's in bed still. That's crazy. He went to bed at I think 6 a.m. What the heck? <laughs> when I was talking yeah. to Mighty Base Plate, we were talking about how like most like online creators and gamers sleep schedules are completely screwed up. Oh yeah, I had to fix mine. Uh I usually go to bed at like 7 a.m. just so I can get bagels. Bagels, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming you've seen previous episodes, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me get my notes up. And also need to make sure your video is pinned. How do I do that? That's right. So what we do is it's going to be broken up into three different chapters. First one's just an introduction chapter. We talk about who who you are, what you've done, all that. Uh, second chapter is roadblocks and challenges you faced. Um, and then the last chapter is the future. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, if you mess up, you can restart if you need to. Uh, and this is pretty much no pressure. I'm just trying to figure out how I can... Last episode with Mighty Bass Plate, for some reason, it kept switching to me, my camera, even though I wasn't talking. So I'm trying to figure out how I can avoid doing that. Is my mic loud or quiet? Uh, I mean, I can hear you. You're just talking a little bit quiet, but that's not too big of an issue. Okay, I think we should be good. Mm, Gallery view. Speaker view. Okay, I'm hoping this isn't record me okay i'm gonna clap really quick and that's just gonna sync this camera that's behind the computer and then zoom so don't make fun of me too much right on okay so this is gonna be really quick and really uh relaxed like i said uh so chapter one chapter two chapter three cool you feel ready yep all set all right okay so you're a ugc creator and uh, mm-hmm. obviously you've done a bit on Roblox. Could you just give us a little introduction as to who you are, what you've done in Roblox, and you can talk about when you joined and just encompass who you are as a creator. Well, I actually didn't start 3D modeling until about two years ago. So I'm actually one of the newer people on the platform, surprisingly. Um, and I used to just take commissions on Twitter, and I wasn't very good at all. (laughs) I used to make, like, really bad models, and Vcathy, he hired me because, like, he saw that, like, I'd be able to improve because it was just exponential, and, like, I worked for Vinny for a little bit, and... That was really my first, like, really big job because I, I mean, it was on the front page. It had 30K concurrent at the time, which which was June, July last year. Then after that, I started working for Preston 
build in the games and I did his big paintball stuff and like I did that for a little bit uh and then what else did I do yeah talk about specifically so you talked about you worked with V Caffey what specifically did you work on with him um and then kind of go into specifics so you say you worked with these guys what did you actually do on their games uh for Vinny I did armor sets and um so there were three people doing armor sets but I usually did like uh the most important ones for each map so uh I don't know how to explain it I'm really bad at explaining stuff it's all good uh, I <laughs> uh so every update I had to do three armor sets and I was just doing that for a while. And then uh, I stopped because I felt like I wasn't getting paid enough. And I, I was like, I think it's also time for me to find something new because I did it for five months almost and it was getting a little tiring having to do armor sets and the game was slowing down on updates too so it wasn't making me enough money it went from having to do armor sets every two weeks to one month to every other month and I just had to move on and then Preston he picked me up for big paintball and I made every single paintball gun that's in the game now I've made over 50 along with the like kill effect, not kill effects, the, uh, what's it called? The kill awards, like the turret and the drone and that type of stuff. And then after that, like paintball wasn't getting updated anymore. So like, I didn't really know what to do. And from December till February, I was just doing my own thing. I wasn't really making much money. But then um, Night Galadeld, he messaged me on Discord and he was like, hey, can you check your dev forums? We have an opportunity for you. And he said, hey, you know, we're going to invite you to the UGC program. And I was like, wow, this is really amazing because like, I wasn't really trying to get into it. I wasn't really asking to get into it. I mean, I made a few posts saying like, oh yeah, I can make hats, but like, I just never really fully pursued it. It wasn't really planned. And usually with everything I've done, it's been pretty planned, you know? Like as soon as I graduated, I was like, okay, I'm gonna learn a skill. I'm gonna learn how to 3D model and I'm gonna make this my job because I, I don't wanna work a real job. <laughs> I'd rather work on the computer. That's my passion. I mean, like, I'm, I'm getting mixed up with everything. I keep like going back and forth. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, so after I got in UGC, I was actually, the first new people who was doing really waves of people before me, but 
according to some of the people in UGC, I was like one of the top people first, one of the first top people to come in a while because I mean, when I was working for Dungeon Quest and Big, Big Paintball, I always had a like Roblox stylized style and I felt like that would become really handy with UGC because we have limits. And I feel like this is something a lot of 3D modelers don't really understand, like with like optimization, how, what kids want. And I kind of understand that. And I mean, I have a boyfriend who really understands that stuff too. So he's been helping me. And I mean, I just do my thing now with UGC. I work twice a week. I can't hear you. Hold on. What? Okay, now you can hear me. That was on my end. Oh. I muted myself because it kept the camera kept switching to me because it hears like a little ding and it's like, oh, you want to talk? And then it switches oh. to the camera to me. <laughs> do you want to mention that you're, uh, do you want to include that your boyfriend is Preston in this episode? Uh, no, just, okay. I'll just say boyfriend instead of Preston because okay. I mean, it's not really something that I say to everyone. I mean, of course, like people I talk to know, yeah. but I don't like, you know, his fans are my fans, knowing because I don't want them to pry into our relationship. Because it's that. already kind of happening. Um, in his Discord, they made a cult, like a Preston cult, with a picture of him and I that we used to have. Oh, oh my, my God, God, it's so weird. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, Roblox people are super weird anyway about everything. So let's get back. Uh, so you talked about UGC, how you got involved with that, all the games you worked on. Uh, so I know in, in our Discord channel, you've talked about uh, some YouTubers you've worked with. Can you talk about how you, I guess, got involved with the, the YouTubers you are involved with? Uh, maybe talk about some work you've done uh, on and for YouTubers. Um, well, I actually haven't really done work for YouTubers. Um, I just happened to meet Albert because he needed help with something through our mutual friend, Jandel. But um, meeting Albert is, was also like a really amazing thing because my friend Danny, she works for him now as his thumbnail editor. So I was just really happy I was able to help both of them. Um, I've done small commission work for a few YouTubers like Rainway and Funky, but it's just been like very small commissions that like only $10 commissions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is something that, you know, I'm personally interested in as well. Uh, could you walk us through the process? So start to finish of creating a hat for the UGC shop. Um, well, I mean, when I'm modeling, I have to keep in mind like the vertices and limits that there are, but I look at the catalog and I'm like, okay, what do kids want right now? What, what looks trendy right now? What, what could make me money? I mean, I know some people in the program are probably like, oh, I'm not doing it for the money, but I know deep down everyone wants money no matter what. But I mean, I also like making hats, so I mean, that's a plus. But, um, so I look at the catalog and I see, well, what's doing good right now? And I kinda just, I go on Google and Pinterest and a whole bunch of other websites to see 
like what I could do. And after I find my reference, I just go ahead and I make it. And I go in my Discord and I ask for feedback from my fans. And they usually give me pretty good feedback with my hats. Um, my trendy hats, that was actually something I didn't think would blow up. But the people in my Discord were like, hey, you know, you should do this because I see a lot of people are making these hats. And I made it so it could fit hair, which was something that was different about mine. So, um, I, I don't know what else to explain about the process. Yeah, talk about the, the limitations of the UGC uh, platform. So you talked about a lot of people don't realize, a lot of 3D modelers don't realize that there's limitations that you guys have. Can you talk about some of those uh, that you face and how do you get around that? Well, the thing is, a lot of 3D modelers who are new or come from off-platform, they don't necessarily understand that lower poly is better for Roblox. So people will go and make a hat or like a weapon or something with 10K triangles, and then they wonder why their game is lagging for people on mobile. But like before I started 3D modeling, I really heavily researched optimization and how that works, how to just micro-optimize everything. That's why um, with Preston, his games that he works on, like that's why they run so well for mobile and Xbox. And it's because I really put a lot of time and effort into learning like how to optimize and what I'm supposed to do for that. So that really came in handy with UGC because a lot of people find it hard, like making a hat look really good in the limits. So that was something that I probably had an advantage with. But one thing I didn't have an advantage with was learning how to texture. Because because I was someone who did like really low poly stuff, I never messed with texturing. So uh, I had to learn how to do that for UGC. It was pretty easy. I had my friend teach me, but it was really hard at first. Because I'm really bad with colors because um, I never really like studied color theory and such, so it took me a little bit to understand that too. Yeah, so you, you talk about you learned how to texture and all that. That brings up the question, are you self-taught in, in regards to 3D modeling or did you go to school or how did you even get to the point where you're, I guess, uh, efficient and an expert in UGC and 3D modeling? How did you, how did that knowledge get into your head? Um, I'm mostly self-taught, except for the texturing part. Um, I read a lot on the Blender forums, and I read through the Blender manual, and I just started messing with the program, learning how to manipulate shapes. I watched a few tutorials, but they were never really helpful for Roblox stuff, because it was like, oh, this is going to have 100,000 triangles. I go to import that into Roblox, and I'm like, what the heck? I can't do that. So I kind of had to go on my own and just mess with the program until I somehow got a shape that worked. The first thing I ever made was an axe. It was really bad. It was really chunky, and it had like 10K triangles, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I, I made a 3D model. I remember how happy I was. Um, 
But yeah, I was mostly self-taught, except for the texturing part. For texturing, I had my friend Gus Capone teach me because he was already really efficient in that. He spent 10 years doing 3D modeling. So he was really helpful with me learning that for UGC. It really helped me. It's probably what helped me get into UGC actually, the fact that I learned that. Right on. Uh, so next question, uh, what does a day in the life of you, a 3D artist, look like? Oh man, it's not that exciting actually. I wake up, uh, Sometimes I do my morning routine, sometimes I don't. And I just get on my computer and I just, um, some mornings I'll sit there for a few hours just looking for references, but I only work twice a week because um, since I've been in UGC, I have been wanting to take time to relax because for about a year I did commissions every single day, like, taking no breaks and it was so tiring so now I just relax like if anything ev everyone should have like a couple days where they just relax because I notice people get burned out really easily if they work every day I mean I did that and I did not want the 3d model anymore yeah and that's actually an audience question that we're going to bring up in chapter two uh, we're going to cover burnout for sure uh, but how, do, how has your life changed since starting with UGC? Um, my life has changed a lot because um, my mom, she used to not think that it would be a sufficient amount of money. I mean, in my first year, I made enough to be a little bit above minimum wage, but not a lot. My mom she was like you're wasting your time you should go to college and I was like okay okay but how about if I make a certain amount of money by x amount of time how about you'll how about I will just choose what I want to do and like I'll prove to you that this is a sufficient way to make money and that it's something that I'm really passionate about and I feel like it's really helped my relationship with my parents because like I it really shows them that I'm really well not really mature I'm not entirely mature but I'm mature enough to do my own thing and um, I mean that's really the only thing that's changed it doesn't feel much different from how it did before yeah uh so I guess that means you're financially supported by virtual hats on, on the internet. Yeah. Um, which did you, I mean, I'm guessing years ago, you didn't expect at all to be supported by that. Especially. I, mean, I wasn't even 3d modeling two years ago. So if I told myself two years ago, you're going to be making a living off of Roblox, I would have been like, huh? What? That's crazy. I mean, it's a great accomplishment just to even make money off the internet, let alone your entire uh, income really be off yeah. of. And that's, that's impressive and uh, definitely uh, something you should be proud of. So what are, what are some unique skills that you think have helped you become as successful as you are and reach the point where you're financially supported by your hats on Roblox? Well, 
One thing I think might have an advantage, I don't really know, but most of the people in UGC, they're over 20. I feel like since I'm under 20, I feel like that helps with like understanding what people want because I mean, uh, just a couple of years ago, I was still like in high school. So, um, I mean, I graduated early, but um, like, I'm still pretty young, so I feel like I understand what people want to some degree. Sometimes I don't understand. I feel like the Roblox community is kind of bipolar <laughs> with what they want. It's so confusing, but I guess that's something that I might have an advantage with. Um, I guess something else I might have an advantage of is all the people that I happen to meet, like my social connections. Like I've been pretty good with meeting people and being friends with the right people and they're really amazing people like I mean I'm happy to have everyone who I have as friends and I feel like a lot of people have a hard time finding like really good friends on the internet who will support you because there's a lot of people who are rude on the internet and are mean and not good people to be around so I feel like that's something that's really helped me if I didn't have the friends I had, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. For sure. And that's, uh, that reflects on real life as well. Who you surround yourself with is ultimately who you become, really. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Uh, what else do I want to ask? I have a list of questions, but I'm also going to like freestyle a little bit. Uh, so this is really just a lead into chapter two, but I also might ask a few more questions before we go into chapter two. But if you could describe your story up until this point, uh, from when you started Roblox until now, what would those, okay, let me ask that question again. So if you described your story up until this point with just two words, uh, from when you started Roblox to now, what would they be and why? And you can think about this. There's no rush to answer that. Um, I would probably describe it as just unexpected because there have been a lot of people in the community who have been in the community for many 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 years and I feel like I just got lucky with how quickly and exponentially I grew like as an artist and where I am in the community because the thing is like I mean just in the first like seven months I was already working on well not working on working for a front page game which is absolutely crazy and unexpected I did not know Vinny wouldn't be messaging me that day he did yeah uh so I, I do want to go back before you go into chapter two uh kind of you talked about it a little bit but how ultimately how did you get connected with Z Cafe? Or is it VCAFI? VCAFI. Okay, so how did you get connected with them? Did they just see the work that you were putting out on Twitter? Or, you know, what was that connection and how did it happen? Um, he was following me on Twitter a little bit before he contacted me, about two months before he contacted me. I was like, oh, hey, this person's following me. I should learn how to do armor. And I started doing armor your stuff is really good, you know. I'd like to. You're cutting out. Hold on. 
Uh, okay, so you, you cut out a little bit. Can you start out with, so you saw that someone was following you and then you started to do armor? Yeah. Just start over, I guess. <laughs> uh, so Vinny, he followed me two months before he contacted me, but I saw that he was the dungeon quest person. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna uh, make armor. So he hires me. It, and that's what was going on in my mind. I didn't know if it would work or not, but I mean, it kind of did. He messaged me. He actually messaged me and a few other people. And ultimately he chose me over the people. So I was like, so that was a really big moment for me and my Roblox career. Cause I was, it was my first game, the front page game that I worked for. I can't hear you. Okay, so chapter two, I, I keep pressing the button. So chapter two, the challenges. Uh, so what are some challenges or roadblocks you faced along the way from really starting out with uh, 3D modeling uh, to really where you are now? And I want you to answer one a personal challenge and then a two, a challenge you face as a creator on the Roblox platform. Personal challenge. I feel like this is like such a unique thing because I never really had that many challenges because like I kind of planned everything when I wanted to start doing 3D modeling. I mean, I guess the hardest part was probably like getting in contact with people for connections. But I mean, I feel like that's with everyone. Um, so what was your question again? I forgot. <laughs> yeah. So what are some challenges that you faced along the way? And you answered the personal question. Uh, but what about as a creator on the Roblox platform? Hmm. I think maybe getting yourself out there, the, like the very first, like couple hundred followers on Twitter. Like, I feel like to do that, you have to post every single day, work every single day. And I mean, that's what I did. And I did commissions every single day for almost a year to try and get seen on Twitter. And unfortunately in September, um, my Twitter account got suspended because they were like, oh, you're a bot. We think you're a bot because you made an alt account and you kept changing the picture. So my main account got suspended for um, evasion of suspension. I was like, oh my God, I have to restart. I guess that was like one of the like worst things that's happened to me. Uh, because I had to rebuild my audience because after, because by then I wasn't working for Dungeon Quest anymore. So that audience, they didn't want to follow me anymore because they knew I wasn't working with them. So I was like, oh man, what am I going to do now? And with Big Paintball, I wasn't really like telling people I worked for them because I mean, it wasn't really something I was vocal about. Because uh, like, um, I didn't really like all the attention, but I also liked having Twitter followers, which conflicted with what I wanted. Cause like, I didn't like people bothering me cause I work for someone or because I am friends with someone. 
So I don't know. It is conflicting. I also don't really like the attention that you get being like someone who's a pub public figure because everyone in the UGC program is technically a public figure now. So a lot of people bother us. A lot of people trying to become friends with us because, you know, we are technically representing the company because UGC is a pretty big thing. It's, I mean, it's just like the front page games, you know, those people represent the company. Um, I've had people who I used to talk to who uh, I did not want to talk to try and become friends with me again because they saw I'm friends with certain people and because of what I have now. And I was like, man, it's so hard to make friends now. So that's one thing that kind of sucks. Uh, what else? I mean, that I was guess, a pretty good answer. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Like, and another thing, like, as you become more known, you have to close your friend circle a lot more because you don't, because sometimes you don't know if people are just sticking around to try and get what you have. I've had to cut off a lot of friends just for that reason because they would ask me, hey, can you get me into UGC program? Hey, can you get me to work for this person? Oh, I want to talk to this person. Can you get me in contact with them? Even though I hadn't talked to that person in like a month, they were more so acquaintances instead of a friend. But regardless, I don't think people who are acquaintances should be asking me for stuff like that just out of the blue. Like, I feel like people who are friends, they should be able to support each other. Like if, like say my friend John and Guest Capone, you know, I, I helped them a lot and they've helped me a lot. And that's what makes like good friends because they've really supported me. Um, Guest Capone was actually my inspiration when I first started 3D modeling. I thought his weapons were really cool. Um, I didn't know that you could 3D model on Roblox, actually. I was going to 3D model for the Steam Workshop because I used to play Rust, but uh, yeah, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, that's good. The more you ramble, the more uh, content I have to go through. It's a win-win, <laughs> I guess. I'm uh, probably scattered with everything. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll edit it together no matter what, so it's whatever the the storyline will be awesome because you've had a lot of good answers and i think this will definitely be a good episode already uh so this is an audience question we had for you which we got a lot uh surprisingly so this is from next bright as part of the UG, as part as oh my god as part of <laughs> ugc what are some challenges that you face when you're designing hats and other items so a common issue is actually one thing, one thing about the UGC people, everyone, we all have very alike minds. So we all have ideas that are actually the same as other people. And we run into issues where we're like, okay, well, who came up with the idea first? Who did it first? Oh, well, are both just going to do it now? And you can see how that's kind of conflicting because, you know, if one does well, the other's not going to do well because, you know, it's the same hat. If someone already has it, they're not going to get the other one along with like price gouging because you can price gouge people and just make yours lower. 
and that's been a common occurrence with a few people and um it kind of sucks but at the same time like it is a market it's a competitive market and i feel like that's what some people seem to forget like and i understand why people get so upset when like someone's like oh i'm gonna make this hat oh but i already made this hat and they're like oh i didn't know but i'm still gonna make it anyways and you can't really do anything about it, which sucks. A couple weeks ago, I was going through the uh, Avatar catalog. And so I, I saw that you made, it was, it was the, uh, what is it called? It's that black hat, the trendy hat. Okay, mm -hmm. so I was going through, found your trendy hat. And then like, I don't have a use made a trendy hat. And then like Builder Boy Trust made one and there's like 30 of the same hat. Polar Cubs made one. Yep. So I see where the issue uh, could come up. Uh, <laughs> really, I put together like a screenshot of every single hat and they're all the exact same with like different <laughs> prices and all that. I and feel like the reason why mine did the best out of them is because I made it so it could fit over hair whereas the others don't really fit hair. I know kids usually don't care about clipping issues, but I had a suspicion that's why some of them were had like such a low potential. So I swooped in and was like, let me do it my way. Let me see what happens. The reason why I did a, a trendy hat though was because there was a butterfly hat and everyone was like, whoa, this is making a lot of money. We all have to do it. Literally everyone that week made um, bucket hats everyone it was it was just crazy yeah and then and, oh i'm sorry i'm not allowed to say much about this because um the ugc discord is under nda but um i can say this because it was on twitter um like there was two creators who got into a fight about it but they because they were like, oh, you copied my hat. No, you copied my hat. And they were going back and forth. And then all of the other UGC people were like, oh my gosh, why doesn't everyone just make one? So that's what we ultimately decided. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually I meant to talk about this in introduction, but I forgot about it. Uh, what What is the, uh, the process of UGC? So I know that there's like waves, I guess. Is that like a weekly thing? where you guys all submit ideas to the UGC program or like just talk about that process of getting approved and actually getting published. So on Monday is when we send in our hats to quality assurance. And then Wednesday is when we get back um, what got through. Sometimes stuff doesn't get through. Sometimes it does. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about that though. Cause I mean, I am under NDA, but um, a and then on Thursday is when we all upload our hats at um, 12 a.m. PST. Yeah, 12 a.m. PST is when everyone uploads their hats and you just see like 50 hats come out right then. And then like the rest of them come out throughout the day. I usually wait until like the morning. So mine's on recently updated. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good marketing. Uh, and then also speaking of marketing, how do you go about actually promoting the hats that you release? Is it just strictly 
you post it and because it's on the page, it gets sales or are you out there actually marketing and trying to sell that hat? That's the weird thing about like UGC. There's some people who can get front page hats every single day. And then there's some people who have to like really work for it. I feel it really depends on your audience before getting into UGC. People such as like Erythia and Beesum, they have such big Twitter followings. So I feel like that has something to do with them getting their hats on the front page, especially Beesum. She has a Royal High community behind her. So I feel like that's why her hairs do so well. But with my hats, all the ones that I've gotten on the, the featured page, it's been random. I actually don't really post much on Twitter about it, except for saying like, hey, you know, I made this hat, it's out. And I don't have that big of a Twitter following. Um, when I made that box that I made that got almost 2K likes on the tweet, I actually didn't even have a big Twitter following. I only had like 1,000 at the time. Now I have 3,000. So... I don't know. I feel like it has to do with initial impressions of the hat, like how many sales it gets when it first comes out, your Twitter following, and your audience. And then I feel like it also has to do with the price of your item. Like, weirdly enough, because I've noticed, like, usually the hats that do the best, they either are um, kind of expensive or they're really, really cheap, and they just get a lot of sales. I, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like relevance might be sorted by how much it makes Roblox. Uh, we don't really know for sure, but I've like studied it because I'm like, what is the formula to get the hat on the front page? Like That's really something I try and do. But I also don't want to make an idea that's like so stupid and so low quality that like people know I'm like just doing it on purpose to get a hat just on the front page. Because I mean, I still want to make hats I like to make. I don't want to make something I don't want to make. Yeah, and you've got a couple of hats on the front page, I think. I checked yesterday. Uh, I went to best selling. Yeah, you got a couple. Your, your stitched side hats up there. Both of yours stitch side hats are up there so you're i mean doing well i guess in that sense mm -hmm. let's see this one has two hundred and ten thousand sales jeez yeah that's crazy I think, I think i'm nearing two million sales in total on all my hats dang is there a way to track it do you guys have like a special feature or do you just use roblox plus like everyone else uh there's this person who made a uh discord for the bot i can give you a link for that so you can see it it's definitely not accurate though but you can see rough figures of what people are making how many sales they have the sales for the most part is accurate but the api is a little slow when you're going to call it um nice that looks cool nice right on okay i'll but look at that can, after this but you can go in bot commands and check like the leaderboards and you can check my profile for it sick well we we talked a little bit about this in chapter one so this is another audience question it's from chill it chill out i don't know i'll put it on the screen so if you ever suffer from burnout which 
most creators suffer from burnout. Uh, what do you do or recommend to do to overcome that burnout? And how, how do you really just overcome your, your burnouts and how often they happen? I don't really know if this would apply to everyone because I'm fortunate enough to only have to work two to three days a week, but maybe for people who have to work on like all the weekdays, just like really take time and relax on the weekends or any free time you have and play games and do a hobby, do something fun. Like, I mean, I have guitar, I have painting and stuff when I don't want to be on the computer because being on the computer 24 seven is definitely not healthy. And when your job's on the computer and it's sitting in front of the computer, you can be there for up to 12 hours a day without even realizing it because you just get lost and like watching YouTube because like you're working and you get bored and you watch YouTube, you get bored, you um, go on Discord. So that's something I used to really struggle with. Like I'd be working and then I'd just get bored. So how I keep myself from getting bored is just doing fun stuff when I'm not working. So, and I actually cherish the time when I do work. Uh, I don't really know if it's good, good advice, but it works for me. Yeah, uh, it's really just work and life balance right there. And uh, this is a, so we're getting a unique perspective from you because the, I guess, experience of being a female on the internet isn't often captured, especially in, I guess, a podcast form. So what are some challenges you, unique to you, a female creator on the internet, uh, that you face? I guess I'm actually, I actually haven't had any issues, like, being a girl, like, on the internet. Surprisingly enough, I hear a lot of people having issues with that but a lot of people actually think it's really cool that I'm a girl who is on the internet, um, who works on the internet, does my job on the internet. I mean, I, like a lot of women usually work like different types of jobs and go to school and stuff. But I, I've always had guy friends. So I kind of like, I'm like one of the guys in my friend group. <laughs> like I, I guess people being toxic to me, I'm also like numb about because I used to play games like Rust. I don't know if you know what that is or if you've seen it, any videos on that oh, game. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. It's toxic. So I'm kind of into that type of stuff. I think it's funny sometimes. Like someone will make a joke like, oh, you're a girl. And I'm like, okay, haha, funny. I don't know. I don't take it personally. I know what everyone on the internet says you got to take with a grain of salt. I mean, it's people behind the screen who think they can say whatever they want. But if they said that to someone in real life, they'd probably get, like, beat up or called a bully. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all, all these people are hiding behind Roblox characters anyway on Twitter. So it doesn't matter too much, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So could you tell me about a point in your creator career that you just wanted to drop everything and give up? I guess the period of time when I didn't really have any work between Big Paintball and UGC because I was like, well, what am I going to do next? I don't want to do commissions anymore. I'm burnt out. I don't like 3D modeling anymore. So for about three months straight, I just watched YouTube and Netflix and I played Rust again. 
So I became really, really unproductive. Like I hated 3D modeling for a period of time. And the day Night Galadeld messaged me, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my ticket to get out of this little bump. Yeah, for sure. And so what, what's the biggest challenge you're facing in this moment right now? Not necessarily, not the second, but yeah, like in general. I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't want to work all the time, especially when I have to work. I, I mean, I guess that's everyone. No one wants to work, <laughs> but you have to. I think it's interesting. So a lot of people, uh, especially the ones that I follow, think that um, in order to become successful and to stay successful, you have to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But I feel like in your situation, you literally have a passive income where you create one thing and then it generates your income uh, consistently. Um, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's interesting and respectable that you've decided to work two days a week and then relax and, and, and spend the rest of those days, I guess, working on yourself personally. Because you know, ultimately, ultimately, if you're working 24-7, seven days a week, you're going to lead to burnout. And that's going to affect you uh, in more ways than one. Um, so that's good. I think that's good that you separated your days. Uh, where am I now? Okay. So what do you, what's something that you wish you knew uh, when you had first started out 3D modeling, uh, creating on Roblox? Um, honestly, I just wish I knew texturing right off the bat. I wish I would have learned that. I didn't think it would be important until like sometime last year. It really hit me hard because um, I had a job for Preston and he was like, oh, well, I need you to texture these models. And I was like, wait, what? I don't know how to texture. And he was like, okay, well, if you can't texture, I'm going to have to hire someone else. I was like, oh, man, I got to figure this out. And that's when I got my friend Gus Capone involved to teach me how to texture. Like, that was really scary because I was like, oh, man, I need money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're flying through this really quickly. Uh, I think we got a lot of good content. So chapter three, uh, the future. What's something you haven't yet accomplished that you want to? So you've achieved the goal, I guess, of being in the UGC program. Uh, you've worked with these big developers. What is a goal of yours right now that you're working on? Well, I don't think UGC is going to be around forever. I, like, they didn't say anything about this, but I personally think it's going to become, like, the cat catalog, like, the clothing catalog. I really feel like something like that's going to happen, where they open the floodgates to letting everyone into the program, and it's just going to become even more of a monopoly. So I need to plan, like, what I'm going to do in the future so I can keep making money and keep having a stable income. And that really scares me because like a lot of us in the program, like even my friends say like, yeah, this definitely is not gonna last forever. Cause I mean, we already had someone who didn't even know how to 3D model somehow get into the program by stealing people's models, which is scary cause he could have gotten away with it if no one caught it. So 
Um, I want to learn how to program and make my own games because I feel like, you know, I already know the 3D modeling. I already have some background in like UI and interface. And I, I mean, I don't have a lot of background, but I just know how to use the programs enough to where I can do something with it. So, and I know how to build to some extent, maybe not the best, but it would work for a game. So all I need left is just to learn how to program. But I mean, once I know how to do that, I think I'd be fine. Yeah, and that's a valuable skill. So, I mean, once you get that down, you're pretty much set. Uh, so what, what's, I kind of answered that. I, I was gonna say, what's next for you? But I guess that kind of is the same question. <laughs> What are some resources that you would recommend for someone looking to get into 3D art and creating? Um, I definitely recommend like doing stuff by yourself. I mean, tutorials are great, but they're not really for Roblox or for learning AAA games and that type of stuff. Roblox is very different from what AAA games would need in terms of modeling wise. Um, it might be good to look into low poly, uh, cartoon stylized type of art styles for 3D modeling. Um, looking and Googling how to optimize your models down to like very small things like faces that can't be seen are also something that would be really good to have. Um, also being like learning how to use the program is actually the hardest part. Once you know how to use the program, you know how to do basically everything. Like that's why 3D modeling is such an exponential learned skill and why a lot of people can actually do it. It's cause it's just a program you need to learn how to do. I mean, it probably also helps having like an idea of how to make something 2D, 3D, but that just comes with time and learning. But to learn how to use programs. I know there's a few programs. Some people use CAD, some use Maya, some use Blender. Blender, um, fortunately, it's starting to become an industry standard. A lot of movies such as like, like ones on Netflix and some on Amazon Prime actually use Blender to make everything, which is crazy because you know just a few years ago, Blender would just crash for no reason at all. Um, I'd like make a cube and accidentally give it like three subdivisions and it would crash on me. So um, just learning how to use Blender, looking through the manual, the, uh, there's a whole website for it. But like the only thing that you really learn is how to make something efficiently. How do you make it even more efficient? I feel like that's the same thing that applies to most skills, just how to do it quickly and efficiently and keeping your quality the same. Yeah, good advice. And I guess that leads to the final question. What advice do you have for the audience? And an optional question would be, what advice do you have for someone looking to get into the UGC program? Um... My advice for the audience would be, if you have a skill that you wanna learn, don't stop till you learn that skill. That 
applies to the same thing with like you want to be someone who is top like the top person EGC you want to be that person well you can't say okay maybe I can get close no you got to say no I am going to be the top person because that's the only way to keep yourself motivated like if you see yourself in that spot you're gonna get there eventually it doesn't matter how long it takes but you will get there um and as for people who are wanting to get into UGC it's really good to have a Twitter and to post pictures of your models with hashtag Roblox UGC because I mean we do see those posts I mean that discord it has a feed that shows all the UGC concept people and we do see it and um uh, we can recommend people, but I mean, we're not the people who decides who gets into the program, but we can definitely nudge Roblox staff the right way to find people who would be really awesome for the program. Um, that's actually how I got in. Um, I had Preston message Chebecca to forward my portfolio, but I also had people in the UGC program also nudge staff to say, hey, look at this person's portfolio. And I also think it had to do with me streaming. Uh, I used to stream my work and a few Roblox admins actually joined it like the week before I was in UGC. I remember Slingshot Junkie joined. I was like, this is weird. Why is there Roblox staff in here? So uh, I used to also stream. Streaming definitely helps on productivity if you are like, oh, I don't want to work. Because the thing is, you have people watching you. It's forcing you to kind of work. And I mean, a lot of people just really like seeing something become a thing. It's really satisfying. So, I mean, it's a win-win. You're still working. You're, and people get to see it. Nice. Well, that's pretty much all the questions I had. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about while we have you right here? Maybe a plug, like go buy my hats. I don't know. Yeah, you should buy my hats because my hats are really cool. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> I'll definitely link it in the description. Uh, here, I'm going to go ahead and stop recording here. If you absolutely have nothing else to say, right? Nothing else? Uh, let me think. Okay. It's okay if you don't. I don't really know what else I'd have to say. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. Right on. Okay, so I'm gonna press.